0: Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause, and everyone struggling with hypothyroidism. So if you are battling weight gain, you're feeling like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And let's not even start on the hair loss. These symptoms are sounding all too familiar. You have found your tribe. My goal is to educate, empower, and shake up your world. Remember, I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So, if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's go. Are you finally at your wits' end, where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. My guest today, Dr. Tabitha, is a recurring guest. She has been on the show before, diving into all things hormones and birth control. And we had a fantastic talk before because she's had her own remarkable journey from adversity to triumph that's transformed her into a beacon of light for women. And she's going to share a little bit more realness with you today that many of you I know many of you women are going to relate to on a very deep, heartfelt level. You'll probably shed a few tears, but you're also going to learn how to incorporate fasting the right way. Now, doesn't that sound crazy? What am I talking about that she's going through this traumatic experience and now we're talking about fasting? Well, we're going to do, we're going to make that connection for you. And it's all about her strong faith. Now, does the word faith make you want to Turn off the podcast. If if you feel that strongly about it, then absolutely you can press stop now and jump back in next week. But if that intrigues you at all of how faith can play a role in your healing, in your journey, in your journey toward better health. But how about just being a, a better you, a better mom, a better daughter, a better wife, a better coworker, a better friend, a better human being to all? Maybe it's through fasting. We know the power of fasting and how it can affect the body in every single way. Now, when we bring in the faith layer, it kind of shakes things up a bit, as you'll hear Dr. Tabitha share in her own life. Dr. Tabitha, you've been on before, you know I love you to death, but (laughs) the reason you're coming back on is because I think the topic that we are gonna talk about today is very important. It's a huge question that my listeners have about fasting, fasting and weight loss, fasting and their overall health, what fasting can do. But I'm really loving the, I don't even want to call it a spin because that kind of degrades it. I, I love the angle. I love the focus that you have with your new book coming out on bringing in that faith aspect. So your Fast to Faith book that is releasing. Well, it will be released pre-released next week as people are hearing this podcast. I love how you're bringing in a faith-based approach to helping women improve their lives. So thank you for coming on. And that's what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here because... I think that we, our followers are so much alike. We're just women like you and I trying to get through perimenopause and all the transitions of life while still enjoying our life and doing all the things, you know, having awesome connections with our girlfriends and our spouses and taking care of our kids and running businesses or doing whatever amazing thing we want to be doing. So We need to keep supporting each other and lifting each other up. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. Like We just need to support each other as women, right? Well, and remind
0: each other that you have to put yourself first sometimes. You have to put your health first sometimes. Because if you don't, other areas, all those other areas of of your life that you just mentioned start to suffer when we're not really caring for ourselves, both physically and spiritually.
1: Absolutely. That's what I see every day in my practice is we are trained as women, either subconsciously or consciously, that we take care of other people and we put other people's needs first. That's part of being a mother and a partner and you know, a successful professional or a teacher or all the things that women do. We're we're just, it's ingrained in us to put other people first. And Jesus taught us that, take care of other people, love other people, give, volunteer, do all the things. But honestly, we do have to take care of ourselves first or it's not sustainable. And we just cannot continue to pour from an empty cup. and what I've come to realize is that perimenopause and menopause are when it all comes to a head. Like women can get by in survival mode and they can struggle and do all the things and push through. And then when their hormones shift, you just can't keep it together anymore. It all just comes crashing down. Women are like, whatever I used to do no longer works. I no longer can handle things. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm just not happy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've gained weight. I can't get rid of it. And they just, they don't even recognize themselves anymore. I just woke up one day and was like, who's this and whose life is this? And it's really sad, but that's the honest truth of what so many of us go through, right? It
0: really is, it really is. And those hormonal shifts really do start to, I don't know, shift women's perspective on their own life as well. This is the time, that perimenopause, menopause time, is when women step back and they almost start to realize, listen, I've given so much of my life to my children or to my career or to my spouse, that you know what, things are changing in me and now it's time that I give myself a little bit of love. And it's a shame that it takes, a woman literally into her 40s to to recognize that and to start doing that. But that's just that's just reality of of how us women live, really.
1: Right. And I think that we start to recognize those things that did get us through for so long, why they're no longer working. Like I know for myself, I hated my body, I blamed it for not being able to release the extra weight and for being in pain all the time and having chronic back issues and Hashimoto's and all this stuff. And it's like, why can't you keep functioning despite not sleeping for three days? Why can't you live on caffeine and sugar and like you get into this hateful mode with yourself and really we need to take a step back and and treat ourselves the way we would treat other people because we wouldn't treat our enemies the way we treat ourselves half the time like the stuff i used to say to myself is really sad i i just never thought I was good enough looking never in shape enough my skin was never tighter lifted enough my hair was never good enough like whatever it was it was I was never enough and those types of behaviors not only spilled into my problems with my health but in my relationships you know I've been on this journey for a year and a half trying to help women renew their mind as a way to heal their body. You know, you've been listening to me work on this, you're an awesome friend. But I've been truly put to the test in these past couple months. And I just want your listeners to understand that you can shift and transform your life any way that you can, no matter your circumstances. But you have to embrace discomfort and you have to stick with the discomfort and get through it like you have to go through the mountain I envision this dark tunnel where you can't see the next step you're just clawing your way through and it's like you can either go back where you know you came from and stay miserable or you can keep digging until you get to the other side of this deep mountain that you're in and it is so worth it but we don't have the tools to do that so that's what I'm trying to help women understand is all of it begins with your mind. And if you can figure out how to tap into the power of your creator, because we didn't create ourselves, like something greater than us created us. So if you can tap into that power of your creator, you can actually really have some dramatic transformational shifts that are sustainable and that do last forever.
0: Well, I find it interesting that we're talking now and and you're and i thank you for being open and vulnerable because i feel like our audience will really resonate with the fact that your life right now is in turmoil and you can share as much as you want to share but i'm just giving the big overview you're going through a lot of really heavy stuff right now and it's very easy i think for our listeners for our viewers to listen to us, to watch us and, and you know, on camera, we're smiling, we look good, we're all done up, we're pretty. Uh, and right. behind the scenes, there could be a shit show at home and there could be, you know, crying right before you come on camera. And to the world, we appear like, oh, we got it together. Our health is good. Everything is fine. But we go through our own stuff. And sometimes, you know, God lets us go through stuff to grow us, but you're here in this space, helping women helping women through faith, helping women embrace and honor their body as a gift from God, like you say, and yet you are going through your own set of really heavy circumstances, but you're still powering through. So I think that that's worth mentioning because it's not all rainbows and sunshine on our end when we're talking to you guys. Sometimes we're coming to you from a very real place where we get you too, because we're going through it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I I really want women to understand this. Like, I am not just out there telling women, do this, do that. And you're just going to magically be healed and healthy and have an amazing life. No, there is work involved and i am a continual example of that like god has let me go through some of the deepest darkest adversities that people can go through but i continue to stay in faith and believe that he's working for my good and he's figuring all of this out and that i need to be patient in his timing you know here i am Writing a book on fasting and how it heals you in all of these ways for women, and you know, talking about root cause medicine and adding in the faith piece so that you can just like find that strength. And God was like, You know what? You're just a little bit too superficial. Like, I really need you to believe in this mission that I've got you on. I really need you to understand what you're preaching and saying. And Just eight weeks ago, I was in Laguna, California. I was at a Christian women's conference, and we were all going to get baptized in the Pacific Ocean. It was going to be beautiful. It was like 120 women. And I was having a really deep spiritual moment, and I said to God, I surrender everything in my life that's no longer serving me. Like whatever is blocking me from reaching the women who need to hear from me and need my help please remove that. Like, I will be obedient to whatever you have for me. And I got baptized. And I'll tell you, Amy, I had no idea what the hell I was agreeing to. Mm -hmm. Because that next week, I found out my husband was unfaithful for like over a year, like continual lies. And my world came crashing down. But here's the thing. And like you were saying, like, I literally cried today, I was angry today, I'm having all the emotions, but I don't let the emotions run my calendar and run my life because I have important stuff to do. And I have to protect myself and my peace and do what I'm called to do. And so I want women to realize that the more you take care of yourself and believe in yourself and just know that you have that strength inside of you you're gonna get through whatever is put in front of you it really doesn't matter and at the end of the day you want to be proud of the person you are and you say you believe in this and you have all this faith and you like go and sing the the songs and and praise Jesus and all the stuff but when you're tested, do you actually believe that? Are you actually, you know, a forgiving person like you say you are? Are you actually committed to your health or to your children or all the things that you say, like you're going to be tested? And what I've come to find out is as soon as you make a declaration to God in the universe, the test usually comes pretty quickly afterward. <laughs> and yeah, for many, many years. I would fail the test because it was hard. And I was like, but God, I just said I would do this. Well, obviously, that's not what he wants from me because it's hard. And so let me just ignore that and go in a different direction. And I didn't learn the lesson. And boop, here's the lesson again, because a decade ago, I was going through the same dang thing, you know, so it's like, okay, I think I'm not supposed to try to heal broken men. I am not trying to be anybody's savior. I need to be by myself and do the hard work and learn this hard lesson. And if you can just take that kind of information out of your adversities, you are going to grow exponentially and have such a better life. And all of this comes back to how we treat our body, how we handle our health, the choices we make every day. So that is Like really the foundation of this book is I want women to take back control of their health and their lives, actually, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, again, thank you for being open and vulnerable. And I I have tears in my eyes because I I knew what you were tested with and I didn't know if you were going to say it. And I'm, I'm like crying for you. And so the question is, how did you then take care of yourself afterwards. And I mean, you're not even through it yet. You're you're in the fire right now. Your faith is still being tested every day. How are you living what you're telling women to do for themselves and taking care of yourself?
1: Yeah, you have to make things non-negotiable when it comes to putting you first. You know, it should be God, you, then others, things, stuff, priorities, goals, all that should be way down on the list, but it should be Are you in the word? Are you hearing what God has to say for you? And then are you taking care of yourself? And that means you go and you work out on a regular basis. It doesn't matter if you're depressed and you don't want to (laughs) go. You have to go. And it's really incredible when you let God into your life and let him direct things. Like he was setting up so much and getting me in place to find this information out and be ready for it. It was incredible. Like I joined a new Pilates studio a few months ago. I joined this Christian women's group and got all these new friends. I found a new single friend who like made her life look so... Peaceful and beautiful. I got a new COO of my business to like run things because God knew my life was about to just be in shambles and I needed all the people around me. And so I just did the things. I went to Pilates. I continued working out even when I didn't want to. I actually leaned in harder. Some days I did, I worked out twice just because I didn't want to think about stuff, you know? And I made some bad food choices because I'm human, right? But you got to give yourself grace and not beat yourself up about it and go, okay, I felt like crap. I made a bad decision. That didn't turn out well. Let's not do that again. And you keep moving forward. We live life forward, but we only understand it after the fact in reverse. And so all we can do is do our best in that moment. But if you actually have tools, Here's how you do fasting in a safe, amazing way that actually supports your body and keeps you going. Here's how you make the best food choices, especially when you're struggling and you're feeling depressed or anxious. Here's how you lift yourself with a sisterhood of women that you just get around, you support each other, here's how you pour into other people and serve others, because then you feel better about yourself. It's not all about you and your misery. Like if you get into these steps and these action steps, you really can get out of anything that you're in currently, you know, and I have a piece in my book, like, I'm saying, you can just go to chapter eight, if this is all the that you care about. It's called future gazing with God. And I find it to be really powerful. So you figure out what do you not like about yourself? What are you feeling bad about? What are you feeling miserable? How do you see yourself? And then how do you see yourself in the future? What is your dream girl? How do you want to be through God's eyes? Like, how does God see you? Because how we see ourselves is so broken, and so judgmental, like we just hate on ourselves, and you can't heal a body you hate. So if you start writing down and get major clarity on who you want to be, and what that woman looks like, you find out what does she do during the day? What is her daily, you know, habits and beliefs and behaviors, and you start working backward into that and scheduling it into your life. And like I said, don't let your emotions run your calendar and do those things. Those actions will renew your mind and shift you physically and mentally, because our mind is just a computer program. It's going to do whatever we tell it. And we have to stop letting all the past recordings running in our mind control us. You know, I just was saying this to someone yesterday. I had a thought. About something that happened over 10 years ago. And I thought about it for a good five minutes. I really got into thinking about the details of it. And physically, I was shaking, I was sweating, I was raged up like my physiology responded to that emotional memory. And if no if you guys don't get anything else from this today, I want you to understand that emotions are just memories. And so every time you just let your emotions direct everything that you do, all your decisions You're coming from a place of the past that you don't need to be coming from. So you need to, like, okay, acknowledge that feeling and then decide, is that even true? Is that even still relevant to me at this point in my life? Or am I living in the past? And you need to shift your way out of that. And it begins with telling yourself something new in your mind and getting a new memory and a new recording. And that is where the word from the Bible, the living, nourishing word comes in. Because if you got scripture memorized and you start speaking that into your mind, you'll shift right out of that, that ridiculousness. You really will.
0: And I agree. I mean, it doesn't matter what faith you are based in or, or, or if you're not at all, what you think will direct your body. And it absolutely. will direct your progress. Now, of course, it's life is going to be a lot easier if you have a faith-based practice, if you have a strong belief, if you have a, a relationship with your creator. But you know, even if you don't, take Tabitha's word because we guarantee you that what you think and what you believe will absolutely turn out. So if you are going through your day constantly saying, I will never get better. I will never heal. This weight will never come off. My life will never get better. I will never make the money. I will never find a spouse. Then you bet your ass you won't. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are literally speaking that into existence. And when you let those thoughts go through your mind over and over and over again, and listen, it's, it's one thing, like you said, it's one thing to have a bad moment. It's one thing to have a bad day or slip back into thinking about the past, but you caught yourself. You said, oh my gosh, I'm having this physical reaction to thoughts about something that happened 10 years ago. And that's just stop. Like, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to allow my body to experience that anymore. And you stopped it. But what most people will do is they'll ruminate and that will just slowly churn in their head. Even if it was something that happened yesterday, it'll just churn and churn and churn. And and they will create an inflammatory response in their body from just those thoughts alone.
1: Absolutely. And our brain is just this massive highway of connecting highways and so you start thinking about that one thing 10 years ago and it had you feeling this way those feelings trigger another memory in your brain neural pathway and that triggers that thought of like oh yeah also remember when he did this to me and she did that to me because it's always looking for the connections it's trying to stay connected those neurons are trying to stay connected and so it's called neuroplasticity. You have to create new connections. You have to break the old ones and make new ones. And you absolutely can do it, but it takes action and effort. And that is how you're going to transform yourself physically because your cells throughout your entire body are hearing those conversations and those signals because you make chemicals when you have those feelings and those memories. The chemicals tell your cells, oh no. If she's stressed out let's create those inflammatory cytokines and interleukins and all those destructive chemicals or she's having amazing thoughts she's over here meditating 5 hours a day let's like get rid of all the cancer and all the bad cells and heal her up like this is real science and i want women to tap into just like a tiny piece of it because even that can shift you so much
0: it absolutely can. The mind has huge power. And it's interesting that it started in scripture. Like that is the first place that we can document that renewing the mind gives power and renews the body. Now we have teachers like, you know, Joe Dispenza. We have books like The Seeker. We have all these gurus teaching about how your thoughts transform your body. All they're doing is going back to scripture and taking, I mean, that's where it started. And yes, they put different spins on it. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad or good. I mean, I think they're great and they, they're impacting thousands of people, but you have to remember it kind of, kind of started with God,
1: kind (laughs) of, it kind of started back in the Bible. Absolutely. And what I really, you know, I enjoyed writing this book, but part of what it was, was getting back in tune with my intuition, hearing from God and from the Holy Spirit and realizing like, as children, we are super in tune with our bodies, we get all kinds of signals. And we eventually learn to ignore them to brush them off to cover them up with drugs and medications and surgeries, all the things right, or the excuses and women especially, we get all kinds of intuitive insight from our body, our body's constantly trying to tell us things, give us information from the food that we just ingested or the activity that we just did. And instead of listening to that wisdom, we block it. And so I talk about how we can get super confused, because cravings come in from bad bacteria and yeast living in our gut, you know, chronic inflammation can block those things and cause confusing signals of pain and and all that stuff. And so if you can clean up your diet and make some different choices within a few weeks, you really can start to hear from your body correctly again. And then it's so much easier to know what it, likes and doesn't like like i remember breaking up with sugar uh, about a decade ago and i was so addicted like fruit didn't even taste sweet to me i'd eat a whole bowl of fruit just like that was my way of breaking up with sugar i'm just going to eat all this fruit and it didn't taste sweet and it was miserable but i did it and about 3 or 4 weeks in i was like oh my gosh this is actually really sweet and i didn't need so much and i stopped eating all the melon and i just ate the berries and Things started to shift and I was no longer in pain and my brain was working and I was remembering my patient's information and like all these little things were starting to shift. And then I ate a big deep dish pizza one night. (laughs) And those flood of pain and depression and not wanting to get off the couch and the eczema flare up, it was so much more obvious because I had cleaned things up and I was able to hear from my body again. Like my body was screaming so loud before that it was like I was underwater. I couldn't even hear it. But now it was really obvious. And I love taking women through that and helping them see. But we have to get rid of the blame because there's reasons we're addicted to sugar and to gluten and that we have fatty liver is like the most, the biggest reason for liver transplants in this country. Like we need to understand all that so that we can release that blame of like, I just don't have enough willpower or I'm not strong enough or all the lies that we tell ourselves. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Right. No, absolutely. So when you're writing this book, Fast of Faith, I'm really interested in the fasting aspect because as we know, being in this health space, much of the fasting information out there is targeted for guys and women are not little men. You know, that's the saying that we always hear when, when we're talking about studies that were done, well, that was done on men. Fasting protocols; those are for dudes. So can you go into what inspired you to write this book specifically focusing on, fasting and then let's get into the benefits of fasting but how it can be different and and done differently by women for women to really get the results on their body that they're looking for without the negative consequences of doing it too much or too often or trying to fast like a dude
1: yeah so i think the reason you fast is so important like what is your why behind it and I talk about this in the book. I had this week of after I had re-injured my back, you know, I went through through hell, having surgery, six weeks recovery, went back on call, re-injured my third night on call, couldn't move. So I'm laying in bed for five days. And like by the third day, I realized I haven't eaten a thing. I'm not even interested in eating. And I started reading the Bible and notice that when people are trying to heal, God tells them to fast. And I was like, well, that makes sense. In residency, my surgical rotations, that was the first thing we learned is NPO orders. We had to actually write orders for people after surgery, telling the nurses not to feed them because feeding puts you in a a fed state of using resources to digest and break down that food and process it and do things with it. Mm -hmm. If you need to heal, you shouldn't be wasting your resources on digesting food. You need to be tapping in and sending your resources other places. And so I started thinking about the fact that we starve people when we're trying to heal them. And then I started thinking, okay, but why does God want us to do that? Is it just for our physical healing. And it kept coming back that it's because that is how you renew your mind. If you can overcome your desires, your physical fleshly desires as a human and get control of that and be powered over that, you can overcome anything. And then I started realizing that We didn't have grocery stores on every corner even 100 years ago. Like It was a big deal to get groceries just for our great-great-grandmothers. They didn't have any of these lifestyle diseases. They didn't have diabetes and heart disease and congestive heart failure and all the stuff that now plagues us. And it's because these are diseases of choice. And we have created them. And so it turns out that our bodies are actually created to go through feast-famine cycles. It's supposed to be able to go days without food and then famine, you know, and then go through a feast and eat for a while and then go through another famine. We have the ability to change what type of macros, what type of nutrition we're using to create ATP or energy. So you can be a sugar burner or a fat burner Or you can have metabolic flexibility and be able to do both. So in a healthy state, you should be able to do both. You should be able to eat some sweet potatoes and, you know, a steak and then fast for three days and get into ketosis and not get hangry and shaky and jittery and all the things. But because we get stuck in sugar burning mode nonstop, our body stops even doing this beta oxidation of creating ketones and so then we're like then the body's like oh wait you want us to do what again we forgot how to even do that and so it takes a minute because you you now have insulin resistance and you your cells don't hear anything they're all inflamed all that is reversible but it might take a minute so in the my programs If women are coming from a state of major metabolic dysfunction, like they are just sugar burners to the core, they eat every couple hours, Mm -hmm. they can feel their blood sugar drop, like, oh, I'm hypoglycemic. That means you can't regulate your blood sugar. You have insulin resistance or you're on the way to diabetes. So that takes longer to turn around and reverse as opposed to someone who comes into the program who, who is metabolically healthy, they can jump into the fasting state really easy. And so I think because we don't explain that to a lot of people, they just jump into fasting, and then they get discouraged because they have side effects from it, or they feel like that didn't work for me, I can't do it. And that's not it, your body was actually created to be able to do this. But it might need some foundational tools to get back to where it needs to be. And like this reserve reverses infertility from PCOS, which is the most common reason we have fertility issues. This reverses diabetes and insulin resistance. And we know that Alzheimer's is now being called diabetes type three, because it's from chronic blood sugar levels being too high and destroying the nerves in our brain causing inflammation. And so this out of control blood sugar issue is really destroying women. And, and this is the quickest way. It's not always easy, but it is the number one way to reverse everything and get your Your body back into control, back into balance. And so the book just walks you through all of those pieces because I find if you know why you're going to do something and why you're going to make changes, then you're more apt to stick with it. If somebody just tells you to do something by day three when you're not feeling hot, you're like, screw this. I'm done with this because this makes no sense. This isn't meant for me, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, what are the biggest mistakes we'll say? that women make when they start fasting. So they hear, oh, fasting is going to help you lose weight. Fasting is going to help with your fertility. But what are the big mistakes that you see that make women stop and say, this is just too hard?
1: Not getting fat adapted. And what that means is they have been on a very high carbohydrate-based diet and then they're going to just go without food those carbohydrates, they are gone quickly because once they get broken down, and that sh- that sugar or that glucose from the carbohydrate goes into your bloodstream, you either utilize it then and there to go out and do an activity, or it gets stored in your liver and your other areas of your body as fat. And so, if you are no longer fat adapted, you can't tap into ketosis for your energy. Then. You your blood sugar will drop and you will feel miserable. And so women need to, I believe, get into a higher fat diet, eat more fats. We've been afraid of fats since the 90s, where you know, we've been told the yeah. lies that fat causes fat, and it's it's just not true. Fat is actually. The backbone ingredient for our hormones. So, cholesterol is the backbone of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, DHEA, aldosterone, our blood pressure hormone. Without cortisol, we can't make our hormones. And it's also the major component of our trillions of cells. The membrane that holds our cells together is made of fat and the sheaths that cover our nerves they they look like a wire coating they cover it called the myelin sheath those are made of fat so if you got problems with your brain numbness tingling like so many issues it's because you probably don't have enough healthy fats in your diet so you have to get back to eating healthy fats you probably need to increase your protein. You know, that's all the rage right now. Everybody's talking about that. And, you know, we don't have time to get into the details of that. But you really probably need to decrease your carbohydrate intake if you're struggling to do even just like a six or eight hour eating window. If, if you can't do a six or eight hour window yet, well, you got to start from the beginning and work your way up. And you should never do the same thing all the time. Our body likes diversity. Our body likes change. It likes to mix things up. As soon as we do the same thing all the time, it goes back into that homeostasis of that situation because our body's always trying to be in balance. You know this as a weightlifter. If you're just doing the same exercise every single time, you're not going to see the changes and the gains because you're not changing things up and so you have to change how you're working out and adjust your weights and all the things you have to keep surprising your body or it will balance out it'll be like oh she has taught us how to stay at 200 pounds this is now our new set point but it doesn't have to be you have to shake it up you have to do something totally different so someone
0: starts in to fasting and well, let's say they can do at least eight hours and they're starting to get fat adapted. Do you have a cutoff for women especially? Do you let women know, hey, you know what? You are not going to do an OMAD, a one meal a day. You're not going to do three, you know, 20 hour fasts this week. Do you have a, obviously you have a starting point, but do you also have a cutoff for the type A crazy people that want to go all in <laughs> and, and overdo it? Do you have a guide for women on that?
1: Yeah, so I talk about really figuring out what is your personality because I think it's important and acknowledging if you have had an unhealthy relationship with food. Some of us have really had some relationship struggles. We're emotional eaters or we're avoiders or we've been diagnosed with an outright eating disorder disorder. You need to understand why you reach for food, why you or don't reach for it, why you make the choices that you do. And I teach women how to do that without judgment, as a curiosity, like, oh, I notice every time I get in that fit of rage. I'm gonna go and get me some sugar to eat. That's my thing because I just burned through all the sugar in my body to handle that emotional stress and drama and I'm exhausted and I want a pick-me-up and sugar is the quickest way to get you there. So I know I'm reaching for the gluten-free wafers as soon as I just got done with the big fight. But now that I know that, I can intervene and know to not have it around, or if I'm going to give in to give myself grace and just enjoy the crap out of it, or right. to pick something different and know in that moment, oh, your blood sugar's probably low, let's get you some sugar with fiber, let's eat an apple or something like that. Because that's another thing that we really have been duped by the food industry and nobody's Telling us women like why we're addicted to things. And a big part of it is we eat carbohydrates or complex sugars without fiber. And fiber prevents our sugar levels from getting super high and super low in our bloodstream. It also does other amazing things like helps us poop and gets rid of our used up hormones and all that important stuff and decreases our risk of colon cancer. Mm -hmm. But if you eat your carbohydrates attached to fiber, you're going to be able to regulate your blood sugar so much better. So if you need a sugar kick, like figure that out. If it's an orange or an apple or a banana or something or some, you know, chewing on some carrots, figure that piece out. Because the more that you start to understand your personality, what drives your decisions, the sooner that you're going to make some progress. And relationship with food is a real thing, especially for women, like it really is. And I want women to acknowledge that. So if you know, I'm I get crazy when I count macros, and it sends me down into this terrible spiral. Like, I really encourage women to sit down and journal about that and figure out why that is and what's behind that what's going on. And my program is laid out to teach you how to eat macros that will shift you in ketosis and change you into a fat burner but you need to have that flexibility you need to be able to eat higher carbohydrate days and to have the flexibility of your life to go out and enjoy an evening at a restaurant with you know your loved one or whatever or enjoy a a celebration you want that flexibility And then your weight just never shifts because you are in charge. And so I love that you asked that because it's really important for women to do a lot of introspection and examining of like, why are they making those choices? What have I done in the past? Why do I keep failing? Because this isn't a diet. This is like how your body was created to function. And we just need to get back to it and stop being mindless with our food, you know?
0: Well, I love that you're bringing in the personality piece. And this is so much more than just a how to fast book. You're teaching women to get in tune with themselves, with their personalities, with their behaviors. And you're working within those parameters instead of stuffing everyone into one box.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are just so individualized, so unique that nobody fits into one box. I know personally for me, I can eat more carbohydrates because of where my ancestors came from, like that, I have the body type of a thin muscle runner that can handle a high carbohydrate diet. So I'm lucky, I guess, that's what women say. Mm -hmm. And so if you understand, like, why God created your body the way he did, and what it wants, and how to make it function best, you can just shift so much, but we're constantly blaming and shaming and like, well, it worked for her. Why doesn't it work for me? And like, you got to get out of all of that. You really, really do.
0: And I love that you go into that as well, because I think the the comparison game is one that we all fall into. And again, that's almost like falling out of, of faith as well. You start looking at other people's lives and wishing that yours was like that. And that's not how God created you to be. So even getting out of that blame and shame and that comparison game is going to have a tremendous impact on your health. And I love that you're taking women through that in this book as well.
1: Oh, thank you. I, I think that is really the game changer for women. Like, do you want another fad diet? Do you want to do like a 40 day challenge and lose some weight and then gain it all back? Or do you want to create a new sustainable life that you can maintain happily we fast, we don't eat all the time. I haven't eaten yet today. It's four o'clock p.m. where I'm at. But I wanted mentally to be on my game for you and my interview before you. And I know that my brain doesn't function well after I eat. And so like that took me a long time to learn. And I want to teach women like how to figure that out much quicker than I did. And That's, you know, that's where I'm going with this book. Is like, let's just figure out why you have IBS or weight gain or thyroid issues. Why is your physiology reacting the way it is? How is your personality playing into it? How can you use your faith to like overcome all of it and really find your strength in this? And get your body back into a state of health and balance because all a lot of those things will fall away. You know, like I have reversed my Hashimoto's. I'm still on thyroid, a low dose of thyroid medication to stay where I feel like I function best because I had my thyroid irradiated, like they killed it off. So I've tried to go off medication. I think I lasted six months maybe. Yeah. But my thyroid poor thing got killed. So it doesn't function well, right? But when I fast, do this intermittent fasting, time restricted feeding, and I live by my faith, it's so much easier to make the right daily choices that keep my Hashimoto's in check and keep Mm -hmm. my back issues in check. And so it's funny, people constantly message me, well, I have this specific problem, what can I do about it? And it's like. It always comes back to foundationals. You always have to start with the basics. You always have to heal your gut. It all begins in the gut. You have to clean up your diet and renew your mind. Like if you focus on those things, any autoimmune condition will calm down. Any thyroid issue will calm down. Any adrenal issue will start to reverse. All the chronic lifestyle, the diabetes, the the dementia, all of that stuff is changeable.
0: That's powerful. I was going to ask you, what are the benefits of fasting so people can know if they don't know, but you kind of just went through them. I mean, you can really stack the benefits. Yes, there's the weight loss and body composition. There's the clarity of mind. I've even heard that workers in Silicon Valley, you know, the computer nerds that need to use their minds all the time, (laughs) the IT dudes they'll they'll fast all day as well because just like you said you want to be sharp you you want your mind to to work at ultimate capacity so we have that we have the reduction in disease we have a reduction in inflammation Am I missing anything? I mean, there's probably a boatload. So what are the other benefits of fasting that you haven't touched on that I haven't said?
1: My favorite is the effect that it has on the gut and the microbiome, because that directs so much of the inflammation and the autoimmune process that's happening in our body. So say you have yeast overgrowth or bad bacteria overgrowth in your gut, and you get like too much gas when you eat or you get indigestion or heartburn or your bowels aren't regular you're not having nice formed easy to pass stools every single day you're not going for multiple days or you eat and then you like have to race to the bathroom cuz you're having cramping pain and it's flying out like all of those are signs that you have the wrong bacteria running the show you got the wrong bacteria living in your gut And fasting will kill them off. You usually have to get into like a one meal a day or some people will do a three day and I talk about all of that. But that can be a really good reset for your microbiome because those bad guys are only living and surviving because you're feeding them. They require the carbohydrates and the sugar and the alcohol and all the bad stuff To survive, so you can just kill them off. And you also heal the lining of your gut. You can heal leaky gut through that process of fasting. And so, leaky gut is required for autoimmune conditions to start. Mm -hmm. It's required for chronic inflammation to take over your body. It's required for food sensitivities to be developed and all the other bad stuff. So, if you just like give your gut a rest, it can actually heal. And that's the same thing with fatty liver. If you stop eating so many carbohydrates, you will actually start burning the fat that is stored in your liver and you can reverse the fatty liver and the cells can function again and your liver enzymes can come back down to normal again and you can metabolize your estrogen and your estrogen dominance can get better and your gallbladder can function again. Like so many things, things not done to mention your pancreas your poor pancreas is working overtime <laughs> if yeah. you're eating every couple hours your pancreas has to produce insulin every time you put something in your mouth and your cells they get tired of hearing insulin knocking on the door up oh, mm-hmm. she put more sugar in her bloodstream take it pack it in the cells, the cells just stop listening. They get so tired of insulin yelling and knocking on the door, they stop listening. And that's called insulin resistance. So give your pancreas a break, give your cells a break. And if you want to stop feeling puffy and bloated and inflamed, especially after you eat or have bad PMS, like this is the quickest way to shift things, honestly.
0: Well, and and what I love about your book too is that you're. I mentioned it before about taking into account the different personalities, but you're also walking women through people, walking women and people. We're focused on women
1: mostly. Let's women, say yeah. we're focused on women. <laughs> I wrote for women. I'm a woman.
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, this is about women. How to fast? Yeah. That you're taking them through the different phases of fasting. So, you know, this is reminding me of a story. That I used to talk about fasting a lot more. I've gotten away from it, so I'm glad we're we're revisiting it now. And I remember a story from a patient that dove in and she did a five-day fast. Now, I have not done a five-day yet.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, I mean, I think she worked up to it. She worked up to it, but I've only done a three-day. I've not done a five-day yet. Her report was she had, you know, tried different medications for a skin condition. I forget what it was, eczema or psoriasis, one of the, something that you, you mentioned. And she had tried, you know, the different medications, oral, topical. I mean, it was bad. It was like, you know, Cindy Lauper bad, all over the body mm-hmm. and all that. And she had done a five-day fast, and she's like, boom, gone. Never came yes. back. Never yeah. came back. And I mean, it, it's just miraculous, yes. Powerful, yes. But... When you hear stories like that from people that you know, which I'm sure you run into a a ton of beautiful fasting stories, it really inspires you to go like, okay, I can be strong. I can do this. But I think with the help of your book and with bringing in that faith component and renewing your mind through it, you're not going to be dreading it. You're not going to be trudging through it thinking, oh my God, when's this five days over so I can eat a brownie for God's sake? You know, you're actually going to be growing through it.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. You just reminded me of what I meant to say at the beginning, the reason why you fast. So if you and God says this all throughout the Bible, if you are fasting with like a sad look on your face and and asking people to feel sorry for you and all of that, you're trying to be a martyr for it. You're not going to get the benefits if you embrace it as I'm empowering myself, I'm relying on my body's innate intelligence, I believe that it's going to heal and be amazing. And you are grateful for it through the process, you're going to have a completely different outcome. You're not going to be miserable, you're not going to be craving food, you're going to feel freedom, you're going to be excited at all the new possibilities that this opens up for you. So again, it comes back to your mindset. And you have to go into it feeling humble and grateful to your body like my body's got this my body was designed to do this like let's go this is incredible not oh my god I'm never gonna make it three days what the heck that's not possible and I'll tell you I've had women come into the program because I also do this as an online group program I had a 70 year old woman last go around Outright uncontrolled diabetes. Her hemoglobin A1C was 8.5. It was crazy. Yeah. She decided she was just going to believe. She's like, I'm just going to believe. I'm just going to believe that my body can do this. I know it's not healthy, but everything else has failed me. She was on like two different medications and she was just at her wits' end. She had like a wound from a surgery that wouldn't even heal because her blood sugar was so high. She did the three day water fast and she was a completely different person because she chose to believe and stick it out. And after the third day, she was like, I can do anything. I can do anything. I was so proud of her. And at the end of the program, she rechecked her hemoglobin A1C and it was down in the sixes. I don't remember the number, but wow, like transformative. Her wound could finally heal. And you're talking about a 70-year-old woman with active uncontrolled diabetes. So when I hear... 35 or 45 year old women with like a little bit of dysregulation. Tell me they can't do something. I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can you need to reframe and believe like that's, Actually, the definition of belief or faith is that you do it before you see it. You you don't get to know the truth before it. That's what believing is. So if you believe it, you will get it. You will see it. You can't have it the other way around. That's not how it works. I
0: love it. I love it. I love that story, too. That is so powerful. Yeah. So, well, thank you for bringing the, this book to the masses, to the people, because I think it's going to help millions of women do this the right way fast the right way and actually bring their faith and their and renewing really of their mind and their body completely totally and completely and you guide them which i love i love the fact that you guide them through this it's not a one-size-fits-all book you can almost it's like a choose your own adventure book you can pick where you are and where you want to be and really adjust your your fasting and your protocol accordingly so This book is going to be a game changer for so many, Dr. Tabitha. Mm. I I love it. So it's going to be out. Where can people get it? We'll obviously have all the links in the show notes, but tell them more about where they can get their hands on it.
1: Yeah, we're doing a pre-sale for the book and it's at fasttofaith.com because if you order it ahead of time, you get all these extra amazing bonuses. And like I said, we do the online program as well that will kick off for Lent on February 14th. If you are the type of woman that really needs some encouragement, you need to go through this with other people, you need someone to support you and be your cheerleader, or you know that you love cheering on other people and seeing other people's wins and successes, like consider doing the online program with us because that is me interacting live on Zoom calls every week. And we delve into all these medical things like we're going to unpack like why your thyroid's reacting this way when you're trying to fast and what the heck are your adrenals doing to sabotage you and all the things that women don't really understand i know i didn't understand as a conventional doctor this i didn't learn all this until i studied functional medicine let's just be honest so it's confusing it's overwhelming and the book is I'm so proud of it. It's amazing. It really explains a lot of stuff, but some people need to hear it verbally or have a discussion Mm -hmm. about it or hear it 10 times. And so I'm just trying to provide this in any way possible for women to really be able to absorb it, comprehend it, process it, and then put it into action. So I would love to see all you guys doing that with me.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for putting a program with that, too. I think that will help so many women. And thank you for your time today and just, you know, bringing more advice on fasting to the table, but also bringing that faith piece, which I love. I love it.
1: Well, thank you for being such an awesome friend and supporter. You're the best.
0: Thanks, girl. We're going to rock this with the book.
1: Woo!